going to read a, a passage which I believe the Lord has, has put on my heart. It's about someone who did bow down to the Lord Jesus. Very, it's a very famous passage. I'm sure you could tell it to me without us even reading it, but it's, it's good to read it. It comes from Luke uh, chapter 5. It's very famous, but uh, an incredible encounter with the Lord, and I believe the Lord wants to, he wants us to encounter him afresh in new ways, even this morning, because it starts, Luke chapter 5, verse 1, one day, one day, when uh, there's a, a little, sometimes it gets translated, these, these first two words, it happened, one day. When Luke says this, it's something new is going to happen. Okay, he has... Um, he tells the story of the Lord Jesus in so many episodes and teachings. But when he says, one day, something new is about to happen. Are you ready for something new in the Lord? I just believe the Lord wants to do uh, something new. So one day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of uh, Gennesaret with the people crowding around him and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by uh, the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. So you must have had this uh, kind of uh, grumpy uh, sailor, fisherman rather, uh, with him. And then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. That's an interesting way to teach, isn't it? <laughs> the Pharisees, in fact, sat down to teach. So you mind if I get a chair? No. <laughs> no. And we, we stand to share, but that's okay. But when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water, literally the deep, and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all day, haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I'll let down the nets. And when they'd done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' feet. He bowed down and said, Go away from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. And then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. And that certainly was a significant moment in uh, Simon's life. But Simon had, he'd already uh, clearly, if we look at the other gospel writers and the accounts, met Jesus, especially John chapter 1. He'd, he'd obviously met him. He'd already heard Jesus call him. You know, you won't be Simon, you'll be Peter. He'd already heard that. He'd already seen Jesus uh, uh, heal. Um, he'd he'd uh, seen his mother-in-law be healed. Uh, I'm not sure, maybe that's why he was so grumpy. No, it can't have been that. It must have been <laughs> something else. He'd had a relationship with Jesus, and uh, he'd received this call, and maybe he wondered what, what that would uh, look like. And there he was at this um, beach, you know, an all night, no fishing, listening, intrigued, as he kind of uh, mended his nets. And you can just imagine him, you know, having been there all night, because that, that's, that was his, 
it was a situation he found himself. I don't know about you, anybody fish uh, and fished all night and not caught anything. I, I once spent all night with an Italian friend uh, on a beach uh, in the south, of, south of Rome uh, fishing and we caught, I couldn't believe it, all night we caught uh, one little fish <laughs> like that. Uh, but it was nice, it was, it was glorious, you know, just to be there through the night, you know, Italian kind of balmy weather. And we weren't too happy, we had a lovely uh, cappuccino and cornetto uh, about six in the morning the next day. But if your livelihood depended on that fishing spree, that would have been so much different, wouldn't it? So can you imagine Peter? He would have been seriously uh, grumpy and, and fed up. And, uh, and what else was he doing? He was just being part of the, or doing the ordinary stuff of life. He was fishing, that's what he did. But in the ordinary stuff of life, sometimes God comes and he came in the person of Jesus and really did something incredible. Looking at this passage, clearly he had, he was doing the ordinary stuff of life, but disappointments, you know, we all get disappointments, don't we? And sometimes quite serious ones, just disappointed, you know, fished all night. This is my uh, livelihood. Nothing, absolutely nothing. You can imagine him seriously disappointed. You can imagine him also probably a bit fearful, anxious, you know, this was my livelihood. And now there's nothing, you know. And, and clearly it was a bit of a partnership. There are other boats and none of them on, with families to sustain, none of them had any uh, fish. So clearly, and, and if he, he was human, which he was, anxiety and, and fear must have grown. And I'm sure we can relate to that, can't we? And he came to the limits, really, of what he could do. You know, he, he tried everything. He, he knew how to do this stuff. And he, and he still came up against a, a wall. He couldn't do it, the limits of, uh, of um, what he could do. But into this, into this, all this kind of mixed emotions, I'm sure, Jesus says, put down into the deep. Put down into the deep. And, clearly, and, and really, that was an outrageous thing to say. Put down into the deep. Uh, I read of, of someone who, who, who knows the geography of that area. You don't fish in deep waters in, under the midday sun around the Sea of Galilee. You fish in the shallows where the streams come down into the lake and bubbles up oxygen and the fish come there. At night in the shallows is where you fish. And Jesus saying something outrageous, go out into the deep and fish. You can imagine this fisherman, do you really know what, you know, Lord, you know, you're a carpenter. I know you as a carpenter and you're telling me to do this. Yet he had the courage and the faith somehow that to, to go out and, and put his nets down in the deep under the, moonday, uh, the noonday sun and follow what Jesus said. And when we follow what Jesus said, things happen, seriously happen. And, and the, the boat's filled with two boatloads of fish. Can you imagine two boatloads of fish? Can you imagine? I'm going to call Rob because I've asked him to bring a boatload of fish into the chair. Rob, we're, we're all ready now. Yep. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be good. Thank you. If we brought a boatload of fish in here, you would seriously remember this. What happened to Simon that day, he would have seriously remembered. We haven't got any boatloads of fish. Can you imagine fish flapping around all the... You would remember what God had done. And uh, we, we spare nothing at Crowhurst, so we don't have a boatload of fish, but I've got a shirt full of fish. That's, that's okay. And there's a prize and a, and a spare and a, and a coffee offered by me, if you, if you know how many, if you can count how many is on this shirt. Okay. Anyway. 
But this, these fish would have been just symbolic of, of, of so much for Sarah. He must have remembered that for, for forever. You know, just the generosity of God, for one thing. You know, the provision of God. You know, you know, I, you know I, I tried and you provided. That to seeing God not limited. It must have been such a revelation amongst all those flapping fish. And somehow he saw right behind it the holiness of God, you know. Something came to light in his heart. Well, I'm just a sinner. I'm a grumpy old man, basically. And, and you just pour out your kindness on me with such amazing generosity. And you, God, can do so much more what I can ask and think. And you even call me into, into something new, a purpose and mission. So God met him. And all these fish that he must have remembered for his whole life just symbolized all this. The goodness of God. The kindness of God. The, 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 the limitlessness of God, that he can do above all that we can ask or imagine, the provision of God, and the fact he calls us into mission. So many things these fish must have represented for Simon. So I don't know about us. You know, we, uh, we have our ordinary, things like ordinary lives. You know, we do the stuff we do, you know, regularly. And we get our disappointments too, don't we? We do have disappointments, sometimes small ones, sometimes huge ones. Sometimes we get to the end of ourselves, our, 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 our resources, even our, our whole world seems to be struggling with resources, the end of our human limits. We thought we had everything under control and we don't. And, and fear and anxiety, just like uh, Simon would have experienced. And uh, yes, Simon had already encountered God, but was there more? Was there more? Do you need more? Do you need more of God today? Do you more, need more of Jesus today? I know I certainly do. And what does Jesus say? He says, put out into the deep. Yes, you've, you've, you've met me, you've known me, you, you need to know me, you've encountered me. Put out into the deep. I just believe that's, that's a word for us today. Put out into the deep with everything going on, all the crazy stuff going on. Put out into the deep. Get deeper into God. Because the resources, his resources, are incredible. Uh, Romans 11.33, Paul, a doxology, says, Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Oh, the depths of the riches of God. And I, kinda, I was kind of thinking, put out into the deep, into deep. What, is it, what, that, what would that deep kind of well represent for us in our present situation? Well, certainly one is that put out into the depths, into the deep, into the depths of his love. And I was thinking just for a moment, well, don't all preachers preach on love? How many sermons have you heard in love? Do you know God's love? Do you think it should go deeper? Do you think he's calling you to experience his love deeper? I just realized that I certainly need that. This is a verse from Ephesians uh, 3, uh, from verse 16. It says, I pray that out of, this is Paul praying to God, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. When we come to the Lord Jesus, when we confess our sins, we put our faith in Jesus as Savior, and we say, yes, your Lord, I'm going to follow you with all my heart. Something is birthed in us. It's a new birth. His spirit is birthed in our, 
in our inner being and somehow the spirit of Christ comes to dwell. It's a new birth, brothers and sisters. It's a wonderful thing and I know you've experienced, any of you have not experienced, receive the Lord Jesus. He wants to save us from our sins, give us a new life. And when we follow him, he, he comes by his spirit and he births something new in us. And so Paul goes on and he prays that you being there, therefore rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide, how long, how high and deep, the same word in the Greek, is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure what, of the fullness of God. I know we've heard those words so many times, but it's talking about the length that we would have power to understand. If you know the Lord, something new has been birthed in you. Do you know its width? Do I know its width, its length, its breadth, and its depth? Do I need to go deeper? Do you, would you like to go deeper and experience uh, his uh, love? Jesus, uh, praying to the Father in John 17 says, he prayed to his Father that his, his people would know that the Father loves them, he says, even as you love me. As a Father loved Jesus, may, may my people know with that same intense, incredible love by his Spirit in our hearts, it's the same love for you and for me. So that is actually incredible. That means we can know his love in our hearts. He calls us to have just communion with him daily, to receive his love. We are born again as uh, ch ch children of God. We're adopted into his family. We can call him Abba Father. And his Holy Spirit is in our hearts, flooding our hearts with his love. That's what he wants to do. So we know we are loved. We are accepted, that we belong to him. We have our identity in him. And we can trust him for everything. And that is actually such an amazing thing if we would grasp hold of it. It, it, sh it should revolutionize our lives. I know we, if, if I said, do you think God loves you? I'm sure we'll all put our hands up. Do you think God loves you with this incredible depth, even to the same love that the Father loved the Jesus, Jesus, that we'd be filled with the fullness of God? I've got a confession to make, so you can bring your notebooks and pen out if you want. But this really struck me. Funnily enough, it's just a few days ago, we had a wonderful Thanksgiving service here, didn't we? Some of you were here uh, or, or, or joined in online on um, Saturday. And, uh, and we, we, uh, if you came to the service, we kind of shared it uh, between the uh, chaplains, uh, Steve and Suzanne and myself, and I was responsible for leading the worship and presiding. But uh, here's the confession. I woke up at two o'clock in the morning the night before, just gripped with fear. And I couldn't, and, and, it, and it, I fought with it for about three hours, just lying awake. Why? Um, I've led services many times. Why should, why should that? It was like a stupid thing, you know. It's not a problem to lead a service. Yeah, I was gripped with fear that, that, that night. And, um, you know, what if it went wrong? What if I fell flat on my face? What if the, the, so many things we were going to put in the service and the timing and everything else? You know, just s stupid things and serious things. 
And uh, afterwards, I analyzed that. Well, why, why was I so fearful? Why did that, why did that grip me so uh, much? I realized that I was not uh, experiencing, living the love of God in my heart. Yeah, I know God loves me. But if I had known, and, 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 I just, and I've really repented of that and said, Lord, I want to go deeper into your love. Because I realized if God loves me, his spirit is in me, he will help me, he will provide for me. If he calls me to do something, he will equip me. Why am I afraid? Why did that, that, that fear grip me? And the Bible says, doesn't it, uh, perfect love casts out all fear. And it, so it's, it's just true, isn't it? If we know God's love, he's going to provide. He loves you. You don't need to look anywhere else for love. He satisfies your soul. You don't need to look anywhere else. Yeah, he provides for you. Yes, we've got to do what we need to do, you know. But he's promised as Heavenly Father to provide for us because he loves us. He calls us to have communion with him. Uh, minute by minute, second by second, but I know we've got to do stuff, but it's that deep, loving communion of his love. That's what he uh, calls us to do. And if we move out of that love, our lives get distorted. You know, fear can come in so easily, can't it? Anxiety can come in so easily. Uh, and everything else under, on, that uh, we see that distorts our lives and the world. You know, then we're all, if we're not secure in God's love, then we try and maybe manipulate things or try and control things. Or, or if I don't feel loved, then, well, well, what about that person? You know, they're better than me. And then there's envy. And then, uh, you know, and then we, we say, and then there's slander. And then there's hatred. And then, and then uh, if we're not secure in God's love, then we invade other countries. You know, just on the macro scale. You know, we get, it's, everything is distorted when we move out of that simple, basic truth that God loves us, wants to put his spirit in our hearts, to commune with him, and to know that he is, in the language of that uh, video clip, all sufficient. Yeah? Do you need to know more of God's love? I certainly do. I need to go deeper. And funnily enough, before this service, I woke up about two o'clock. I said, nope, I'm not going to fear. Lord, I thank you. You're going to help me. And uh, I think the Lord's teaching me a lesson, basically. A deeper well of his love. We all need it, yeah? We, every single one of us need it. Do you want to go deeper? Do you want to receive more of his love? It's what he wants to pour out into your heart. And just a couple of other things. I believe he wants us to dig deeper into the well of. Another one is hope. Hope. We need hope, don't we? On this, uh, on this planet. I was uh, reading recently a, a wonderful magazine. It's called, it's called The Plough. It's put out by the Bruderbond uh, community. And this actually is a whole, whole magazine on hope. You should get it. Um, but uh, one, one uh, phrase from this um, he's talking about our present uh, situation, how we got here, and obviously also talking about the invasion in UK, Ukraine and all the chaos that is happening. And then there's this sentence, as all that we took to be solid melts, we feel as if we're trying to walk on water. As the world rocks and roils under our feet, anxiety can drive out hope. Anxiety can drive out hope. But we are a people of hope. What's hope? Hope is 
we are assured of what's going to happen in the future. What's going to happen in the future? The Lord says, if you read your Bible, this uh, future earth will be transformed. This creation, with all its bondage to decay, as Romans 8 says, will be brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. Jesus will come in his glory and he will be manifest. Every knee will bow before him. Every tongue will confess that he is Lord. He will wipe away every tear from our eyes. There will be a stream flowing, which is for the healing of the nation, and, and, and the tree of life, which is for the healing of the nations. Everyone will see Jesus and bow before him. This is what the Bible says. Yeah? We, do, we, don't un we, we catch a glimpse of this amazing glory. And it is a hope that his great and wonderful kingdom has broken in to this world. Uh, 1 Peter says, we are born again. We have new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus. He's defeated sin and death, uh, uh, and he has risen from the dead. So his kingdom has erupted into uh, this world. The hope that we have, so it's more than a silly optimism that it will rain or won't rain or whatever, it has come and invaded us. So we are a people of hope. Do you need to dig deeper from this well of hope? This present circumstance with all its um, uh, problems is not the end. We have a hope. There's a glorious future. God is in control. And his hope comes towards us to touch us and to change us. And the Lord isn't just a God who gives us hope or is the object of hope. He is the God of hope. Do you need to dig deeper into the well of hope? The Lord says, put out your nets into the deep. A deeper well of love, a deeper well of hope, a deeper well of uh, faith too, as 1 Peter says. We do not see him, but we love him. We do not see him, but we believe in him, and, and Peter even says, and fill, are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. He calls us to trust him, to put our faith in him. We might cry out, help our unbelief, Lord, but help us, Lord, a deeper well of faith. So what is, what is the deeper thing the Lord wants to do in your, your life? Put, put out into the deep. Is it more love? Is it more hope? Is it more faith? Is it more encounter with the Lord? Putting out into the deep for Peter meant putting out into the unknown. Is he calling you to do something? And the Lord says, follow me, trust me, I will be with you in it. Is it a call to mission in some way to reach out in some, maybe some new ways? That's what happened to Peter too. The Lord invites us to put out into the deep. What do you need more of? What do you sense the God is calling you to go deeper today?